All right. Let's see, it's, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, do you have my card, by the way? Uh, I do not, no. Here we go. Thank you. Case. Cool. Um, and I'll, I think I have mine in my pocket. I do. So, uh, my name's Greg. I know that much. Yes. What do you do on this? Uh, my uh, my title at Supergiant is creative director, so I do uh, I do writing, story, fiction stuff, and uh, and a bunch of level design among among other things. Cool. So, uh, how long have you been with the Supergiant team? Uh, I've been with Supergiant. I officially joined in um, uh, in 2010, just before we announced Bastion. Um, but I. Uh, worked closely with Amir and Gavin at Electronic Arts in Los Angeles. Uh, Amir and Gavin are the two co-founders, uh, and uh, we all quit EA at around the same time. Um, Amir and Gavin uh, dropped everything, moved into a house, and started uh, working on Bastion and so on and so forth. Um, I went to 2K Games at that time and later rejoined them, so I was there for some of the formative discussions, and we kind of reunited later. That's cool. So that's uh, it's always nice to hear whenever somebody leaves EA to do something more creative and open. Because <laughs> from what I understand, that environment's very structured, very kind of uh, eighty hours a week. You have uh, to work all the time. I mean, no, that's not necessarily. I mean, our hours on on. Uh, I would say we worked, you know, more, at least as much, if not more at Supergiant than we did at EA. It's not about the hours you work. It's, uh, it is about the structure and about the organization. I mean, yeah. it's the difference between working for a larger company and a smaller one, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the work environment, the sort of creative chemistry of our team is something that was at the heart of trying to form this studio. Um, just trying to get a close-knit group of people together to, to make to try and make something. So. And I mean, your studio is only, it's 10 people now, right? Yeah, it was right. seven whenever Bash Correct. released, which yep. is in incredible. I can't even believe Thanks. that you put out a game as high quality as this with just seven people. It doesn't make any sense to me. I can't even do the math in my head. So uh, that's really incredible. So Transistor, we uh, we just got the debut. Came out, uh, the trailer came out, what, I think three Two, days ago Tuesday, now? yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was really incredible. Everybody on the internet started flipping out. <laughs> and uh, that was the first thing that I did whenever I came into the show floor is I saw your booth and I immediately stood in line. Cool. I was like, well, hour and 40 minute wait, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm here. Right on. So, I mean, the demo, the demo's fantastic. You guys have some really cool gameplay mechanics in there, including um, sort of a time-stopping feature where you can strategically plan what your yep. moves are, but your movement and your actions are finite. Sort of like in Valkyria Chronicles, but with, but with actions. So, right. can you sort of go into how you decided to come up with that system? Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. We wanted to, I mean, I think at the heart of it is that we wanted to, we wanted to come up, it was two things. Um, we, Bastion was our sort of initial exploration into the action RPG genre, and we want, we felt that the action RPG genre was kind of underexplored, um, and we wanted to do stuff with narrative and stuff with, like, kind of playing with finesse, but much more kind of responsive to action-oriented gameplay. Um, and uh, even having finished that game, we felt that there was still more uh, to do there. We, we really love this style of game. Um, but this time around, we wanted to see if we could come up with a, kind of a very uh, deep feeling, more, more deliberate, more kind of a suspenseful uh, combat system, um, something more thoughtful. Um, so we love a lot of uh, kind of classic turn-based strategy games and uh, tactical RPGs, stuff like that. But we didn't want to just go the straight turn-based route. We wanted to see if we could kind of marry the, the fast action feel of an action RPG with that sense of like strategic depth. And so, you know, we arrived at this 
idea that you could kind of plan and sequence your actions using the very same <laughs> mechanics that you'd normally use to kind of run around and hit stuff. So we wanted to make it super easy to access uh, that, that strategic system um, and make it feel very intuitive, but at the same time, um, leave it up to the player to decide like when and how to engage that system instead of sort of forcing it onto people. And is that uh, thoughtfulness and, and attention to detail, has that been applied to the story as well? As uh, well, I certainly hope so. I mean, <laughs> uh, we, you know, the, nar the, the narrative of our games is, is I, I hope uh, Bastion stands as, as some evidence of how much we, we sort of care about the, the synthesis of narrative and, and gameplay. Um, that's something that is very close to our hearts as uh, as a team. Um, so that that is something we are continuing to push on in, in Transistor and try to approach it. You know, we're once again using voiceover, uh, which was not a foregone conclusion, but we just find that it's a very effective way of uh, having, of kind of melding gameplay and story so that your gameplay is not interrupted. Um, uh, but we're trying to reapproach that aspect, and you know, once again, uh, deliver you know a, a story that will resonate with people, and um, you know that you'll you'll feel like you have a lot of stake in it as you as you play through the game. Okay. So you've got a silent female protagonist in this game. Were there any special considerations you had to make to to sort of write from that perspective? Uh, I mean, absolutely. The whole game is sort of one big special consideration. I think the the uh, yeah, the, the setup in this case is, it is a, it is a silent female protagonist. Um, one of the nuances I'm, I'm excited about personally is how uh, her silence is not just a sort of a trope of video games, it's, it's uh, part of the story that she is this kind of former inspiring singer uh, from this world who, whose voice has been taken from her. Um, and she is uh, reduced to sort of traveling with this companion, uh, not not reduced, but now she is she is in a position where she's traveling with this companion who himself has been reduced to kind of merely a voice. Um, so that that relationship, that kind of interaction, where you have one character who is not not helpless, but um, you know, the, 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 or I, I should clarify, the the voice of the speaking character is a voice that's that's coming from this unusual sword that she's running around with, uh, and there's a bond between these characters. They know each other, um, and and the the uh, the character, the speaking character, you know, cares very much about uh, the play the player character, and uh, he's trying to help her along as best he can. But but there's only so much he could do, sort of being trapped yeah. inside of this thing. And her, on the other hand. Um, you know, she she what what exactly is going on in her mind uh, is is somewhat for the player to decide. But also, you know, one of the advantages of having a silent protagonist, I think, is that you can really grow to become aligned with that character's feelings. You can decide what what is of a concern to that character and what that character really wants. Um, we 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 wanted to deliver that in Bastion, and and we're still kind of interested in pursuing that here. But again, from a different angle, I think. Right, and, and the, the kudos that I had to give you on this are that, um, so I, I played through the demo, so Kingdom Hearts is a game that is really close to my heart, but the writing in it is horrendous, because they're saying, oh, sorry, you're so sad, and he's like, I'm so sad! But here, I mean, in the demo, you can see her looking up at a poster of herself, and there's not much explanation, but you can just tell how Thank much you. that's affecting her. Thank and you. And on the motorcycle, out of the, out of the city, 
you know, they, they mention, you know, you're turning left. What are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? And this this whole narrative is playing out in your head in the background without having it told to you. It's yeah, it's, thank you. It's great. I, I, it's it's something that I don't know why, but people sort of lost that over the years. It's like it's like the more tools that you get to create games, the less that you feel like you have to put into the story. Yeah, uh, I so uh, first of all, thank you for picking up on those particular moments. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, those are you. those are key moments to us. I mean, it's it, it's. Uh, it's sort of easier to write kind of on the nose writing where you just say exactly what people are thinking but but in real life you know people never say what they think they never they say it's not that they're being duplicitous it's just how people interact they yeah. they say one thing but there's a subtext uh, to what they're saying um, and that just lends itself to kind of a more natural it, it just feels more natural and and i think it like I think writing in that style not only lends itself to like a more natural feeling characters and more believable characters, but but it also gives more credit to the audience to to, to be able to interpret. Um, and but but that could be that could be very tricky because you don't want to be, or at least in our case, we're not trying to be opaque. Like we want you to know, we want you to figure out what's going on. Um, in Bastion's case, uh, you know, we started that game off with a lot of mystery, but it was super super important to us. To, to like alleviate the mysteries over the course of the game and, and deliver answers to the questions so that by the end you're like you're satisfied. The story is complete. I I, I understand what happened and you know and so on. So those those types of goals remain very much the same here. We want to tell a complete story where by the end um, you know it takes you to places that maybe you don't expect, but. Um, it's a it's a complete journey, and it's not just going to raise a bunch of cheap mysteries and leave you hanging. Um, but but at the same time, yeah, it'll leave uh, you know a good amount of room for your own interpretation as well. That's great. Um, so I'm really excited about the game. Uh, and, and, like the demos that you're doing are on PC with an Xbox 360 controller, yeah. so I can only assume PC is going to be your lead console. Uh, the, I, I wouldn't assume that necessarily. We have no, we have made no decisions okay. uh, on which platforms it's going to be on. Um, we are, we are, as you can see, we are plainly developing on PC at the moment. Uh, but yeah, we, you know, we will do everything in our power to make sure we find a good home for this game, home or homes. Yeah. Um, Bastion has been uh, released on multiple platforms, um, and so we we just want to figure out what's going to make the most sense for this game and, and end up doing that, but it's too early to say what that's going to be. Which I'm really happy about, by the way. Anytime that you release Bastion again for a new platform, it was it was introducing it to a new audience, and, yeah, and, and it grew in its importance in, in the in the sort of uh, cultural subtext. It, it, it was great. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we, we have... We, it's really important to us that each version of a game we release is like, the way we talk about it internally is like we want the latest version of the game to be the best version because we don't want to like spend a bunch of time and release some inferior version because to the people who play that, it's like their only access to the game. Like they, they, they may have heard, you know, by then that other people saying nice things about the game, but then if they play an inferior version, they're like, wait, what happened? How, why are, so anyway, uh, we, you know, in Bastion's case, we made, again, since we're, especially since we're a small team, it's like we make these versions one at a time and try to make make them as good as possible and you know we'll we'll figure out what we can do with this game yeah closer to when uh, it's complete because it's still from our perspective this is still very early uh, just kind of a first look at what we're up to yeah well i mean you guys wrapped up what i can only assume is uh, is a pre-alpha build of this yeah correct um, very nicely i have i mean i don't think anybody's experienced any bugs other than 
There was one controller that got unplugged, and Windows is the problem here because Windows <laughs> doesn't like to have controllers plugged back into yeah. it. I don't, I don't know what their problem is. Well, if that's the worst thing we had happen, that yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's great. So, um, so potentially multiple consoles. We're looking at a, uh, at a 2014 rough release Yeah, we're date. saying early 2014. Early 2014, okay. So we can probably first half-ish then. Um, that's awesome. Okay, so uh, do you have any other thoughts on uh, on the uh, the multi-console release of this game? So, I mean, if, if you're going with one lead console, let's say, you know, if you're going to go with more than one, um, would, would you like to have those release dates be unified? Sort of? uh, again, I, I, I think it's too early to say about any any of that stuff. We, yeah, we we uh, we just don't know yet. We'll we'll see what happens. Those are very those are very very complex decisions, basically. So I don't like to I don't like to speculate about them because yeah, I mean, if I had a magic wand and could you know do anything, then the game would be done right now, it would be perfect, <laughs> and it would be on every available platform, but reality uh, is different from that. Right. We have uh, we we have to use our resources uh, as as sort of carefully as possible, decide to, decide to like I said, what's going to be the best uh, home for a game like this. Okay. But uh, we, you know, yeah, I, I, guess I'll, uh, I guess I would just leave it at that. We'll... Uh, we, we will figure this stuff out as we as we get closer to when when it's done. Okay. So what? Um, how are you coding this? What languages are you using? Like what? what what's uh, the the game? The game is uh, being written in C sharp. Yes. Uh, I am not uh, an engineer myself, so I can. I, my ability to answer the more technical questions is limited. That's, yeah, that's all I need to know. C yeah. Sharp is my is my baby, yeah. so so that makes me really happy. Um, all right. Well, I mean, it was great talking to you. Thanks for uh, thanks for answering all my questions. My pleasure. And uh, and Transistor will be coming out in 2014. I can't wait to play it. Thank you.